Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Hey, we're back. Yo. Welcome to another episode of Spears and Steinberg. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up here in uh, the ATL, Atlanta, the South. (laughs) Y'all know when I say it like that how I feel, but we'll dive into that uh, pretty shortly. Yo, uh, I'm kind of pumped for a couple reasons. Uh, Number one, we rarely get guests, uh, but we got a guest on this episode. Um, a lot of y'all may know my man from his very popular Twitter handle. Uh, is it all hell to the gnaw? Yeah, all hell to the gnaw. All hell to the gnaw. <laughs> and I and I, I, I and I'm up until today, until we met in the lobby officially. I I didn't know your real name. So I just knew it was all hell to the gnaw. And you told me it was Ka- Kylan. 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 I want to say yeah. Kylan, <laughs> but it's Kylan. Um, so Kylan is here from uh, all hell, aka all hell to the gnaw, and. Uh, on top of that, he's helping to break in a, a brand new piece of equipment that we just got that allows us to, to for him to be on. Um, but I'm pumped because uh, this dude is insightful, man. Um, a lot of niggas in the game, you could tell just by things they tweet uh, and how they articulate that they, you know, they, they check a players. But this dude is among the chessmen. Uh, he's very insightful. All his his his. Uh, his his uh point of views on relationships, man and woman shit, uh be deadly accurate. Uh and you know it's accurate when you got both sexes agreeing with you. And dudes be, you know, confirming his shit. The women be confirming his shit. Um <clears throat> so I, I was reading this shit. I've been I keep I follow him and I was like, yo man, this motherfucker be on point. And, and, and you know, every now and then I would tell him so and every now and then even if I disagreed he would tell me something, and then we would go back and forth. So long story short, I'm here at the punchline, not the punchline, Uptown uh, uh, here in Atlanta. And uh, he had hit me up and told me, yo, man, your podcast is funny. And I looked at his bio, and it said Georgia. I'm like, I wonder if this nigga's in Atlanta. So I hit him up. He said he, he lives in Atlanta. I told him I'm here now. I said, man, you should get on a podcast. He said, I bet, and here he is, man. Hey, uh, what's up, man? All hell to the gnaw. Yeah, uh, that's that's not my real name. My real name is Kylie. Yeah, uh, you know I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, but you know I do live down here in Atlanta right now. So appreciate them for having me on. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So welcome, sh- welcome. So make sure y'all check my man out. He's 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 bananas. Um, but you was telling me we're we gonna dive into a couple things. But you was telling me something about my girl Tiffany. Yeah, man. I feel like uh, 
on Twitter, a lot of people they 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 turn on her now. Really? You know? Yeah. I I'm, uh, I wasn't hip to it. Um, what, what's what are they saying? I feel like uh, most people are just tired of her gimmick. They feel like you know she's become the new Kevin Hart, where you know. Well, that's not a bad thing. I don't it, see how that's yeah. a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think she's you know she's so popular now. She's reached that that faction to where. You know, white people love her, and you know she's kind of like you know the the black person that gets invited to the white parties. And you right. know, like me personally, I I love Tiffany. I think she's I think she's great. Right. And she did it her way, but you know I think you know just looking at you know what everybody on Twitter is saying, everybody is saying that you know they feel like she's just the ghetto black girl at the white party. Right. Um, are they saying like? Like she's a caricature, yeah. Like, like yeah. right, right. Yeah. Well, listen. First and foremost, I, you know that's my that's my baby girl. Uh, you know, and and I just spoke to Tiffany yesterday. Um, and you know, t- t- Tiff is who she is. You know, she she's 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 hood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but but she's also classy. Uh, but but that's I don't even know if that's necessarily a gimmick. And and as far as look, the real t- it's it's too early. I think to to say anything like that, because uh, you know this business we don't control it, uh, and even the people in positions of power, there's someone that controls them. Um, it's like it's almost like we're athletes to the organization, and the white guys sign the checks. So no matter how much power we think we have, we don't sign the checks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know maybe maybe for now that's what they're that's where they're pointing her in those directions. But the more and more she continues to succeed and the more she continues to rise, she'll have some say in terms of what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Now, if she continues to just do that on her own power, well, then, you know, she'll know because you can only do that for so long. But I think she's smart enough and good enough to where she'll, she'll, she'll move in some different directions. Um I'm not gonna say nothing bad about about Tiff because uh, I might I need the her. bitch to hire me. I love Tiff. Uh, I love and, and Tiffany knows that back before she blew up, you know, she used to come to my house and we do sketches, and I give her gas money, money to you know pay her, and, and she was she needed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, like I like I told her, baby girl, keep the door open. You know, if, as soon as you can help a nigga out, help a nigga out. So I think she'll be fine. It's just you know, to all the motherfuckers that say shit like that. Again, y'all, y'all average Joes say some wild shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ice T had tweeted that somebody told him the other day, "Yo, man, you washed up," and to which he replied, "But maybe you should go wash." <laughs> and I, then I said, I, on on T's behalf, I said, "You know, you motherfuckers that say dumb shit like that, Ice T has been on Law and Order for two decades. Now that is a one hour prime time hit show. This nigga is all levels of rich." Then on top of that, he got Coco, who is basically uncut cocaine. She is blue magic, nigga. Uh, this man is winning. Average Joes, y'all need to stop saying dumb shit to niggas who live their life, living their dreams, and y'all steady dreaming. You know what I mean? I, I, I got the fortunate experience to work with Tiffany on her last club date that she did before she started doing arenas. And I got to tell you, uh, I have saw Tiffany before, and I think she's better than she's ever been. And as far as people saying she's a character of herself, uh, like the, uh, what's the, the Groupon commercial that she mm-hmm. did? And that's Tiffany. And right. she is a Groupon. She, I don't know what she's doing today. I don't know if she's still right. collecting Groupons. 
Uh, I'm buying them off the app, but right. she, that's who she was. And she, when we, we talked about it in, in the green room, and right. that's just who Tiffany is. And mm-hmm. Tiffany's an energetic person who's, I'm not going to say that's her who she is, but she's playing on screen, but she is an energetic person. And I think people like more than anything is to rise someone up and then be able to knock them down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we are because she her rise happened so fast. And when I saw her show and the audience that came, uh, I mean, I understand what some people are saying. Um, I don't even know if I should. I'll, I'll, I'll share this. Um, Hannibal was there. And there are different types of comedy in the way comedians connect with the crowd. And Hannibal's style is different than Tiffany's. And Hannibal was, you know... He didn't want. He didn't necessarily want to go up on Tiffany's crowd that was in this flow of Tiffany and that that energy and that whole thing because it is a different style and her style is a Kevin Hart energy kind of style and the crowd loved it and they loved him and I just think that comedy if you're doing real comedy it, it, it translates and right now the people who are hating are just people who just want to hate and that translates to a certain type of people too. Yeah, listen, I I, I would I can't wait till I get. <clears throat> so big that people are nitpicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a that's another level of success. That's a different level of fame. Uh, you know. Uh, again, you know. Listen, if she ain't your cup of tea, she ain't your cup of tea. But at the end of the day, um, to regular Joes, man, stop shouting from cubicles. You motherfuckers <laughs> is working nine to fives. You only get one comma on your check if you, you know, put together all your yearly earnings. Uh, live your dream, man. You know, and I've said this before on the podcast, man. Most people know, everybody has dreams, but most people either don't know how to go about getting it done or they're too scared to get it done. So it's easy to sit back in your cubicle and, and point your finger. You know what I mean? Tiffany has done it from homeless, living out of her car. to I remember I remember when we were doing a skit, a skit in my house, she looked around and I remember she said, Oof. Oh, one day I get a house like this. Now that bitch can afford 50 of them. So, you know, it make me feel like, I, you know, she graduated and I'm left in, in summer school. You know what I mean? So live your dreams, man. Stop, stop, stop passing judgment, man. But another thing about people that hate on you, there, there's nothing. Uh, the reason I don't mind it is when we I just looked up the video that we did this yeah. week from Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And I didn't even look at how many people liked it. I looked at how many people didn't like it. Because we got three right. we got three hates and 160 right. Right. likes right. on that on that right. uh, and the three haters are gonna make as much noise and shout your name out even louder than the hundred and sixty that liked it. Right. So mm-hmm. sometimes I mean, go ahead and hate because if you throw that out there and you just keep repeating our names and repeating the names of the people that you hate, you're just adding more attention. Yeah. So do do what you do. If you, if that's what you need to do to be that person, then then do it. You know, um, I wanted to ask you, man. How do you like? Like, where do you get your your thoughts on relationships so much? How do you know so much? Like, why? How are you so in tune with that? And just to be real with you, I just I just try to speak my truth, yeah. and I try to think as I try to be as unbiased as I can when it comes to to men and women. And obviously, I've never been a woman before. You know, so I can't really look at things from a woman's point of view, but I try to think of it, you know, as like, how would I want to be treated or, you know, how would I want to treat somebody else? So when it comes to anything, I try to just look at things objectively and not subjectively. You know what I mean? So like, I like to think that, you know, right is right and wrong is wrong. So I, I approach every situation like that. I try not to ever think of a situation as like, 
how should I look at this as a man or how would somebody look at this as a woman? I try to think of it as like, what do I think is right? What do I think is wrong? Mm. Then do you are you married? Do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, I got a girlfriend. Oh, okay. How long y'all been doing? We've been together for about two and a half years. It'd be three in October. Yeah. Yeah. So so two and a half. You uh, now? Do you prefer? Well, prior to y'all getting together, Mm -hmm. were you in a relationship then? Like, no. How long were you single? Before I got with her, I was single for about two years. Yeah, about two years. So I, I, I hope this doesn't come off like a dumb question, but. Because obviously, if you're in a relationship and you're happy and everybody wants love, uh-huh. uh, that's a good place to be. But then I know that there are some people who will say, nah, fuck that. I like being single. Mm-hmm. And they legitimately like being single. Mm-hmm. I would take it you prefer to be in a relationship. Uh, I don't know how to say this without making it sound like I don't want to be in a relationship. But, but this is the best honesty. Yeah. I mean, if you asking me. I love the woman that I'm with. You know what I mean? Right. She's going to be listening. Yeah. <laughs> she might listen. I, I, I love the woman that I'm with, but like, you know, if you're asking me like, would I rather be single or in a relationship? I guess, I mean, it just, it just depends on what situation I'm in. I mean, I guess for what I'm doing right now, right. it might be beneficial to be single because I got like, you know, women that's like trying, you know and what see, I mean? I, and this is what I was going to say too. This is what, this is what yeah. I was alluding to. Yeah. Uh, because you so on point with that shit, and again, I'm looking. I'm reading the comments, and I'm seeing how women respond. I would imagine you get a lot of pennies yeah, thrown at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that he just said, "Yeah, real cool." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's. I mean, a, it's the truth. So it's, the devil on your shoulder is telling you, "Nigga, be single." Yeah, it is. But you know, I, I'm. I really appreciate who I got, and I, right. I don't think, you know. Trust me, I thought about it like, man, should I just go ahead and break this off for a minute? Right, right. But, but no, nah, I, I don't think I would be able to find a woman better than who I got right now. So Right. So would you say, because uh, one thing, and I was listening to the great late Patrice O'Neill, who I don't know if you know who he oh, is. Yeah, one, one, one of the greatest. greatest. <laughs> I, I always say school of Patrice when I refer to him. But I was listening to Patrice yesterday on Opie and Anthony. And again, to all the listeners, I say this a gazillion times. If you don't know who Patrice is, but you love comedy, you got time on your hands to kill, you bored, listen to YouTube, Opie and Anthony with Patrice. It's it's godsend. Mm-hmm. But he was talking to this dude, this this white dude, and basically, the white dude was an oddball, and he was trying to figure out why the dude has bad luck with women. And it basically boiled down to uh, everybody don't have the gift of gab mm-hmm. when it comes to women. And a lot of times, women are turned on by confidence, a little bit of a- 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 arrogance, swagger, you know what I'm saying? And, and most dudes just don't know how to talk to women. And he, Patrice was having this dude, he, he had a girl come in, and he goes, I want to see you talk to her. Talk to her. Let me see your game. And, I mean, this dude was, was clearly a cornball. So then Patrice at one point goes, hey, uh, tell her, tell her, I bet you don't wash your pussy. And the dude goes, I bet you you don't wash your pussy. He said, no, tell her, I bet you you don't wash your pussy. Dude, again, second attempt. I bet you don't wash. He said, no, tell her. I bet you don't wash your pussy like with some swag. And then finally dude said it. And not and this girl, this ain't stage. She's going off of what he's saying. So the girl goes, how would you know? What are you, an expert? There's your opening. 
and everybody in the room because mm. Patrice knew what he he was Obi Wan Kenobi in this nigga mm-hmm. because once she said that. How would you know? You an expert? You follow that up with, yeah, yeah bitch. Yeah. <laughs> now you got her open. Now she's interested. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And women hate boredom. So the fact that you know how to say things to make a bitch go, mm. Yeah. When you get mm-hmm. a bitch to go, mm. Even if it's a, this motherfucker, who do you think he, mm. Mm is an entrance. So I was like, I know this nigga all hell to the gnaw. I know, I know them panties come at you, nigga. Yeah, see, the thing is, and what what I think women love most about me is, I don't tell them what they want to hear. I tell them what they need to hear, and you know, and I do that. You know, and I don't like I said, I try to be as unbiased as I can. I do that right. with men and women. Right. So if I feel like you need to hear th- hear something, I'm gonna tell you. Right. Yeah, and, and it's and it's like, uh, you know, and even and, and even every now and then you sprinkle a little. What they want to hear, right? You got you to gotta give them a little yeah, bit, of that. But, yeah. But <laughs> this whole notion, uh, like I read on, I, I read a, a tweet yesterday where a dude basically said, uh, and he used the word "allow." He said, "Fellas, if you allow your woman to drink and smoke, she shouldn't be your woman, uh, or she you can't she can't be wifey." And then I hit him back and I said, "This is the most inaccurate thing I've ever read because a lot of niggas want a woman." That, that does what they do. I want to be able to get lit with my woman. Mm-hmm. If my, I drink my smoke. I want my woman to drink and smoke. Like, we friends. So, so many women were offended at the term allow. What you mean, what you allow? Like, you don't rule me. And you bitches that do that are hilarious <laughs> to me. Because to a certain degree. Now, I'm not saying motherfucking Mahujadeen Taliban rule. Like, bitch, you don't put the... The, what they call that garb that with the hijab. eye the, uh, the hijab is that no no that's the hat that's the the, the hijab yeah. no I mean the whole outfit that, I don't know the whole thing called I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue I'll, I'll figure it out but that outfit the ninja suit mm-hmm. where you only see the eyes and shit no no yeah no no woman wants to be ruled like that but a woman likes a man to give a little direction, you know, a little bit of a little Ike Turner nudge every now and then. <laughs> Bitch, come on, goddamn it! You know they like a little bit of that. They won't admit it, but they, they do. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they won't they, admit it, but and, they do. And the women that oh, all that Shaka Khan, I am woman, hear me roar bullshit. Them is the bitches to be lonely during the holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so so knock it off. You know what I mean? Knock it off. That that kind of truth is necessary, man. Andy, yeah. Anytime you want to jump in, <laughs> I, I'm enjoying the conversation. Oh, you enjoying the black talk right now? <laughs> I, I agree with you, though. I, I agree. Women do want do women want to be told what's on your mind, how you feel, mm-hmm. and what they don't want to hear. Because every woman already knows what the tricks are. Right. They want to know the real stuff. Yeah. Um. Because I'm always like, man, there's pros and cons to being single and being in a relationship obviously with single there's there's no commitment in terms of oh, i ain't call this bitch i didn't do this how come you don't you know you're not attentive and you know there's a pleasure to being able to just fucking keep it moving mm-hmm. um but then especially i think as you get older you, you want company you want companionship you know not having to there's, there's a certain relief in being able to go i could walk around would unshowered for two days. This bitch ain't going nowhere. I can fart in the bed with her. 
and she ain't leaving because you know you you're comfortable and you're in love and and that's that's nice to be like it's almost like I equated to women always feeling the having to put makeup on and be done sometimes a bitch just want to be regular you know when you're in a relationship you can be regular right but there's also something about being single that gives you that them butterflies that that <laughs> that oh my god I always say new pussy feels like Christmas Eve yeah you know what I mean you 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 downstairs <laughs> in front of the fireplace wearing your pajamas with the feet of them like you're a little kid you're excited you're about to get some <laughs> that rush uh is 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 amazing because I don't give a fuck how in love you are with your woman and how fine she is um the shine wears off on everybody yeah yeah at some point you know as fine as Halle Berry was, it still is, but at her peak, when she was, you know, boomerang Halle Berry, there was a nigga that was tired of fucking her. Yeah. You know, David Justice was tired of fucking her. <laughs> Eric Benet was tired of fucking her, you know? so. But they, it's, it's because of what you just said, though. Like, it's like Christmas Eve, and you get that new box, and you open that box up, and that's yeah. the present. Your pussy's the present. But yeah. after you fuck her, you're stuck with the box. <laughs> right, 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 right. Literally, you really? stuck with the, the box. box. <laughs> um, so and that's cool. But but get it, but again, again, school of Patrice, this motherfucker. And this is why I love Patrice. Patrice had a, such a way of saying things that when you took a step back, you went, "Wow!" Like he said something to the boy. At one point, he was asking, he kept asking the dude, "Man, are you gay?" And dude was like, "Nah, nah, nah," but. He says, he said, why are you ask me that? He goes, I'm just saying, I'm hearing a lot of S's on your words. You sound like uh, tea when it's ready. <laughs> 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 Do you know? And, and, and a couple of people in the room, they didn't get that. And I said, that is an underrated tea. <sighs> tea when it's ready, nigga. Brilliant. Um and, and, you know, it, it just, like Patrice said on one of his stand-up specials, he goes, ladies, I'm going to see if this makes sense to you. Uh, we, we, let me make sure I phrase this right. Okay. We want to be, we, we, we want to be alone, but we don't want to be by ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And, 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 and again, like some of the shit you say on your, t- on your Twitter, it's how the women responded to mm-hmm. it. A guy's natural reaction is going to be, yeah. <laughs> but even the women went, wow. They loved it. So, again, when you say things, like Patrice, and, and I always looked at him like Biggie. Patrice was a big six six foot, 300 a pound nigga. He, he wasn't attractive looking, <laughs> but could snatch some pussy up like it was nothing. Which, again, goes to show you, if you have social skills and you got that swag, Women don't even care how you look. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. It just, they love to be challenged. It, it's it's fucking amazing, man. Um, I used to say, uh, and I'm 43, so I'm too old to be single, and it scares me to death because I'm like, man, if this motherfucking marriage don't work out, <laughs> and I got to go back to the field, I'm in trouble. Because <laughs> I'm at the point, not that I don't have the game, but I, I don't have the patience. To be, I'm what the, I'm 43. What the fuck I look like in the club? You know what I mean? All my boys is my my two best friends. One lives in Jersey, and the other one who lived in California, he's married now and moved far out in, in Simi Valley. So one, I ain't got nobody to go to club with. You look pathetic at the club by yourself, <laughs> and, and I just 
again, I got the game, but just the patience and the to have to put the time and the deal yeah, with you, the shit. You, I'm not in the mood. Yeah, once you uh. You being forty three, you got to go back. You really, you got to start back from square one. You yeah, gotta, man, you got to you got to you got to start asking a woman what her favorite color is. Oh, whoa, <laughs> shit, I don't care. About. Yo, yo. That's why I offer right. bitches money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I saw, the, I, I'm gonna get. I saw the shit you you did recently about the paying for pussy. Yeah, and I hit you and I told you how yeah. great that was because women who frown upon that and fuck that, we know why women do it. You fucking whore. Ugh, look at her. Ugh. Dudes kill me when they frown upon that. Yeah, that's then that's that's really what surprised me. Like, like how do you not understand? Like, like <laughs> as a man, oh dog, I ain't, I've said to dudes, yo, I pay for pussy sometimes. I mean, literally, I ain't talking. Uh, what's the word? Uh, indirectly, it is a word for that. Uh, where it's not directly, but yeah, well, indirectly, yeah, indirectly. Yeah, that is a word. different word I wanted to use, but yes. Not like, oh, I'm taking a bitch out on a date, and by the time I pay for food and drinks, and if we went to a movie, you paying for pussy, which you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I've literally went, hey, $800. <laughs> Let's fuck. And God, well, man, that's some sucker shit, man. I ain't never paying for pay some pussy. N- nigga, what? How did you come up with $800, though? What was the, what was $800? Oh, that's, somebody asked me that, too. They was like, uh... He's like, so how much your pussy costs? I was like, that's a good ass question. I don't know. Well, 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 that's their price. No, but but you looked at him and you summed him up. You summed her up as eight hundred dollars. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm saying that. Okay. But, but that's her fee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, that, but how did you know that was her fee? She told me. Oh, she said eight hundred dollars. <sighs> but okay, now if she would have now that same girl though, if she would have told you it was a thousand, would you been like, nah? Or would you gone? That doesn't look like thousand dollar <laughs> pussy to me. I. I the real question is how much have I paid for pussy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was the top dollar? Five grand. Five grand? Yeah. Did it come in a gold box? No, it came exactly how it should. It came like any other bitch. <laughs> I just wanted this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You ain't paying for the trimmings. I don't need the trimmings. The pussy is the is the prize. Um, you know, I, 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 I say, you know, the problem with dating and I've said this in my stand-up, dating only works for you when it works for you. Because if it don't work for you, then it's work for you. You understand? And so mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I, the dating thing, I just, the patience it takes. Because when you, ain't nothing worse than going out on a date and 10 minutes in, you know, this is a disaster. <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta ride it out. You gotta ride it out. What advice would you give for somebody in that situation? You go out on a date, five minutes in, you know, it's kaputs. Do you stick it out, or is there a way to go, fuck that, I'm out? Nah, you just... That's hard. I would just say fuck it and just and yeah yeah you just gotta go yeah. man don't even waste bravo like like I said like I said in the video man the worst thing you can waste is time and that's why mm. that's why I said you know you know paying for pussy paying just straight up money actually is more efficient than than actually paying with paying the the right way so to speak because right. paying with paying with uh with actual money you getting it and then you done like you didn't save the whole bunch of time right you didn't save the whole right. bunch of energy like you know when it comes to you know paying the other ways you got to take her out places and you know you know how women be they want to make you wait 90 days all type of shit right right 90 days do bitches even do that anymore oh, man you know, in this I, new era they give it up <laughs> yeah almost in the same night but but what, what about the effort of working for it though working for it in that way but, not paying for it actually 
taking her out and seeing if you can get it. The courtship. The courtship. Getting it. But sometimes you know this isn't going to be someone you're going to be with. It's just someone you want to fuck. So, like, isn't... But what about the art of trying to get that girl? I think that's, I think that's more mentally satisfying. Like, yeah, that is mentally satisfying. I, I did that. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you, want it, you want some self-accomplishment. Right. It's kind of like... It's the difference between working out and taking steroids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you take steroids, it's like it's almost like you didn't really work for it. But, I mean, you still got it at the end of the day. If, if steroids didn't fuck with your dick... Yeah, everybody would and, do and, it. And, 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 and put Pop-Tarts <laughs> on your back. Right. Uh, I would do it. Right. Because uh, I always tell people, you know, people that are, are health nuts... And working out is fun, and was, I want to punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> There's no, only time you should sweat is when you fucking, you know. And I, lifting weights, fuck out of it. Miss me with that shit. <laughs> I can't stand it. Which is why I look the way I look now. But I'm gonna try to turn that around. Um, wow. So uh, the kids? No, I ain't got no kids yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How old are you? Twenty six. I just turned. Wow. 20, I just turned twenty six last you week. You in your prime? Yeah. That's 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 what I was saying. Oh. It, can, it can be hard, but you know I. I got a good one, so. Oh, and you, you you gonna stick this out? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try. That's gonna a, that's try. a problem sometimes finding the good one too soon. You know, listen, I, I always say uh, I tip my hat to to dudes who have that faithful gene. You motherfuckers are X Men's because uh, I, I I really I truly believe side pussy is the key to to a successful marriage. <laughs> You know, you gotta have some side piece. Like I, I just, oh god! Like I love my wife, nigga, I do. But it's like, again, no matter how great something is, after a while, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You just need that oof. And to all you delusional bitches out there listening, they go, "What about some side dick? Don't, don't be a whore." <laughs> <laughs> don't be a whore. <laughs> Come on, it's not in your DNA to go goblin dick. Be a good girl. <laughs> Come on, you know the game. You know the rules. Yeah, you faithful guy. Yeah, I am. I am. <sighs> I am. But you, but you're young, and this is like your. What is it? It's like your second real. Is this your real? Like a real? You consider out of all the relationships you've had so far, this is a, a real one. Yeah, yeah, it is. So prior to this one, was there another real it was, one? It was one real one, but I mean that wasn't only. That only lasted like nine, ten months. Oh, then that wasn't real, nigga. Oh, yeah. No, well, you, you ain't got no battle scars in, in nine months. Yeah, you're right. You, how long you been with this one? Two years? Two and a half years. Yeah, so you probably have scars now. There's this. Yeah. Have you, when the other one for nine months, was there moments where you thought about killing her? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> but, but, yeah. but, 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 yeah. But that means he's been in this since he was 23, though. That's a yeah. rough, that's a rough road, though, from 23. Then you hit 30. Yeah, but he's still in his prime. Yeah, yeah. But, but when girls hit 30, it's different. But see, then again, again, this, this is what I'm saying. I, I don't think a lot of guys out there, like most dudes, I think when they're ready to settle down and commit, they're in their f- late 30s, right. going to 40. There's some dudes out there to be like, hey, I married my college sweetheart or you know, I, we married at twenty, and they be together forever. And there's that's because they don't know. No, because that's one of the first, that's like the relationship, the, the beginning relationship. So they don't under they don't know. But to not even be curious to go, what else is out there? Because the first time you get it, it's good. You don't need to. If you just stuck with that first one and it was good, do you need to know? Or you, that that's good. That's good every day because yeah. it's what you know. 
Yeah, but 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 that blows my mind as to yeah, this is good. So does that mean you assume that nothing else is different? Yeah, like, that's you, you got to wonder you stick that well, how is this? Like I know Ruth Chris tastes phenomenal, but damn it, did you smell Del Frisco's? <laughs> Have you been to Smith and Walensky's? I, like like. To just subjugate yourself to one thing, I think is insane. I, I'm not. I'm saying too scared. This. I'm scared. I'm scared man. of like, I've 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 heard too many horror stories when it come when it came to women and like I look at like I said I look at the woman I'm with now and I was like I don't know who I would be able to trust as much as I trust you and like as far as like let me okay, let, let me be more specific. Let's say you you get somebody pregnant that. You probably shouldn't have got pregnant, and now you were stuck with her. But why forever. would you get her pregnant? Pull out. Eh, you know, you know, everything's easier said than done. Well, them is weak niggas. That's your fault. <laughs> I've my pullout record is perfect. I'm I'm three hundred and old. <laughs> Shit, pull out or wear rubber. What else are you scared of? That's pretty much it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's pretty. Get a bitch pregnant. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, You're not afraid of a girl, a chick giving you a gift. What's a gift? A gift that keeps on giving, that never leaves you, like herpes or, uh, or just. Yeah, I mean, I'm scared of that too, but I think I can avoid that. You can avoid. Yeah, so you, I can. I can avoid that. I think. Okay. Shit, if you can avoid that, but you can't avoid. But you're worried that you could get someone pregnant. See, that's 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 a different animal. But you can <laughs> you can avoid it all. Just fucking wear a condom. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> My man, I, 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 I wish y'all. This is a visual. Uh, well, you know, I'm going to say it because you can do it and get the idea. A comedian who used to um, open for me, this brother out of Boston, white boy named Tom Dustin, he had the greatest joke about what it feels like to fuck with a condom versus not. So he goes, uh, Ladies, let me explain to you the difference between fucking with a condom and not. Take your forearm and place it in front of you. Now, with your left hand, take your fingers and tickle the top of your forearm. Feels good, doesn't it? And that's sex without a condom. Here's sex with a condom. Take that same forearm and put it underneath your table. And then take your hand and rub the top of the table. (laughs) (laughs) That's sex with a condom. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I get it. Um, But yeah, just, you know, pull out, man. Uh, I, I'd love to revisit this conversation mm-hmm. five years from now. Because uh, he still looks happy and shit, Look dude. I, not, and, and and you Smiling. know, I was, I was assuming you were in your thirties, but you don't. You look young as shit. Um, but damn, I didn't make you for twenty. Twenty, your twenties. Yeah, twenty six. <laughs> God, what I wouldn't give to have them years back. Shit. Okay. Well, fucking. Uh, yeah, you, everything is strong about you. Everything. Your semen is at its peak, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> this is when you can produce good-looking kids. Have you ever seen the old people when they have kids old? Right. The kids look weak. Like the semen was weak, <laughs> and the kids come out looking weak. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. All right, all right. Uh, is she black? Yeah. Okay. You have a preference? It's all pink on the inside, man. <laughs> yes, but... But what about the outside? 
yeah. I mean, is there something that you go? So you would date? Does it really matter? Like, would you date a white woman? Would you marry a white woman? Yeah, I would, but you know, right. I think I prefer black women over over any other woman because I think black women just understand black men more. Of course, yeah. So right. I think I would just rather be with a with a black woman. Right. Um, well, so besides the understanding part, is there anything else that draws you to that? They can cook real good. <laughs> yeah, we, they stay over, we over season. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I always say, um, like, my wife now is Puerto Rican. My first baby mother is black. Um, and, you know, niggas and Hispanics, it's damn near, damn near the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I, as a black man, you know, you're drawn to certain things and, and black women physically to me oh yeah the, the bodies I yeah the thick thighs the fat asses yeah the fuller lips uh you know i always say black women are built like baby ponies man you know what i mean just <laughs> that 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 body um but yeah i was just based on all your insight and some of the things you say uh white women and all them they come at you too yeah okay yeah I'll, they they don't discriminate right right they don't discriminate at all right so oh man that's crazy all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> damn. Uh, anything else you want to add to? Uh, are you trying to like do a relationship show or something? Uh, nah, not really. I mean, really, the reason I do relationships is because that's what a lot of people like hearing about. You know what I mean? But but have you ever thought about trying to take it on a bigger platform yeah. than Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to do radio. Yeah, you know what I mean, and. Uh, yeah, I like. I, I wanted to do radio. You you should you should uh, you should explore that, man. Like you should really explore that. Um, I might have a couple connections and and see what I can do, man. Because because that kind of shit is valuable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like I said, man, people really gravitate towards that. So uh, I see what I can do. You know, I, of course, I I'm not, I ain't no big time or you know making promises, but I'd I'd like to see you. Uh, do something with that, man. Okay. Yeah, that's, I appreciate that's, it. Man. Yeah, that's a good avenue. No, you even have the good voice. I hate this dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's all good, man. He's all good, man. You got the good voice. Your hair is all straight. Everything's. <laughs> Next, he's about to tell you very articulate. You're very articulate. <laughs> no, you have that. You have that good glow, dude. You, this dude, I could tell though. It makes me mad when I see people in their prime that I know could get more pussy than I've ever imagined in my whole life. <laughs> I'm still trying to convince Andy his whiteness is power. He can get more than he thinks he can. <laughs> he be he be he be underestimating his whiteness just by that off the fault. Yeah, gotta tell you, baby. This you, is you got it, baby. You got it. I might have, this is the most fucked up whiteness people could ever. He, you he always get. downplay your power. I'm telling you. I wish I could. I wish I could trade skins with you. For a hot second. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on just one secret of my Jewiness. Moses didn't tell people the staff could do all the shit the staff could do. He just threw that shit out there when it was needed. So he didn't tell people what the staff could do and they still followed him? Still followed him. That's whiteness. Yeah. And then <laughs> That's but, whiteness. but then when he needed it, he just threw it out there and did what it needed to do. That's my now let, let me summon Paul Mooney. These white people are amazing, homie. This nigga just gave me an example of what a white man could get people to do without telling them what he could do. That you, is whiteness, nigga. But you think Moses was white? Come on. I don't know what color that nigga was, yeah. but what you just told me is some white privilege. That's white privilege. Not admitting that you have privilege. I, I never denied that I have privilege. 
Well, then use it, motherfucker. That's my problem with you. <laughs> use, the, use what you say you don't have. It doesn't work that way, though. <sighs> you are the most naive white man <laughs> I fucking know, dude. No one wants to do me a favor. I'll tell you that. White or black. Mexican, Jew, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, would you? Are you looking for somebody to do you a favor? Yeah, I would love someone to fucking represent me and get me jobs and put me all over the world and make me famous. You don't even want to do the work, nigga, that works for you. <laughs> 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 this nigga's hilarious, nigga. <laughs> These white people are amazing. I wish niggas had that kind of ability. Dude, you know what? I really think that there should be a Paul Mooney in everyone's pocket. Like, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you know what? That actually might be funny if white people could try to pull out a Paul Mooney when they need to. Yeah, just to let them know something, just to give right. them that little tip that they're they're fucking something. Up. <laughs> right, right, right. Paul Mooney just comes out of the pocket and just says what oh, they need uh, to white people. Yeah. Oh, dude, I think that's a skit. I think that's a fucking skit, and we still have to do the Popeye shit. We have to do the Popeye. I'm gonna write shit. down the Popeyes and the Paul Mooney. Like, if white people were in certain situations and they didn't know what to do, and then Paul just pops, pops out, up, <laughs> and goes, just tell. Them. Homie, you have power. Use your power, nigga. <laughs> Tell this motherfucker this. Paul, Paul Mooney power. Oh my god, I need Paul Mooney power. Ding. What the fuck do you need, nigga? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I think, I think we're gonna have to do that one, dog. That might be hot. Um, so now let's dig into <sighs> ATL. The self. <laughs> Atlanta, y'all got some bad bitches, for sure. The strip club scene, mwah! I am retiring from doing comedy here. Uh, you know, uh, and I, and I, and we've had these conversations before, but I really, when white people tell black people to get over slavery they don't understand the 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 long lasting effects that to this day in 2018 that slavery has 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 had um can, can i give you a white impression for that yes come on i want to keep my my civil war statue it, it it's it's not about oppression it's just about our history there you go yeah uh <laughs> I don't know what it is, but but we Annie and I have had an awful time here at the Uptown Comedy Club, and Friday second show had me rethinking my whole career. It was the first time I got off stage and actually wanted to do heroin. It was t- not literally. Okay. Yeah, you should have saw my face. <laughs> not literally. Uh, Just looking around the room, to see if, right. you, if you have some work set up in here. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you, and you're how old again? 26. Yeah. Let this relationship you in go for five more years. You'll do heroin too. Uh, but it's just... I, and I know it's stereotypical to say this, but I just think that Southern niggas, y'all are slow, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all are slow. And, and when it comes to jokes that involve a little bit of intellect... I think some of you, I don't want to say all of y'all, but I think a lot of y'all lack it. And I think part of it is the lasting effects of slavery. Because, again, when you say is where there should be a R, that's not right. And I'm not trying to act like I'm Mr. Bougie. Because, listen, I'm a nigga and I sometimes slip up and say B. 
And I don't mean in the New York sense. Hey, yo, B, I mean, when I go, hey, man, and the, and the nigga B, but that's, that's you know, more or less cadence. cadence. Um, but again, what he is, how much that CD war? <laughs> hey, is you? That comes from poverty. That comes from lack of education. That comes from slavery. That comes from generations being hand down where no one has ever said, "Hey, let's break this cycle. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta do better. Let's 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 be grammatically correct. Let's go to school and get a higher education. Let's break that. That's that's something that can be broken, but." If it's not broken and you trace it back far enough, that's slavery. That, you know, show where he is. And, and this is the South. And, and I'm not saying n- niggas up north and out west don't talk bad incorrectly, mm-hmm. but but I don't. Am I wrong? Like, this is the South. There, there, there's no. a reason why, you know, the South has a reputation for being, I don't say dumb, I don't <laughs> say that word. But it's generational too. You live in the same place forever, and generation after generation, it just you fall into a groove of what that is. What that is. How, how did you just say that? What that is? What that is? Yeah. What, what is. Like I was. I, we 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 did a club uh, called Chuckles in Memphis, and I'm not making this up. I'm selling my merchandise after the show, and one lady buys a, a CD from me, and a friend goes, "How much that CD wool?" <laughs> <laughs> One dude was waiting on his people to come into the club, and, and he was—I uh, guess his girl said, we, "We gotta, we gotta wait. They're coming." He go, "Where they is?" <laughs> and I think that when you come from that, certain jokes that are a higher level of thinking, they don't get, and and it and it pisses me off to be on stage, and I'm doing material that I know is smart. That I know is genius, and I'm not, I'm not trying to come off conceited, but God damn it, I be I, I'm, I didn't set out to do this to go. I want to be mediocre. No, nah, I'm trying to be fucking great. Mm-hmm. I aspire to be Chappelle level, Patrice level. Niggas was geniuses; they were great. So when I'm doing this material, and I'm just looking in the crowd, and like I told you, I'm looking at niggas eat chicken wings with with. A lack of like most niggas we eat eating is a passion. Feels good. It's one of the things in life that's fun. Even eating was miserable to these niggas. And staring at me like they watching a, a, a cow being milked. I, I'm just it, it it was frustrating to me. And 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 I, I I can't subjugate myself anymore to this shit. I it, I can't take it. You know, Chris Rock had a good joke about that. He said, uh. He said, "Niggas love to not know." <laughs> he said, "He said uh, you ask. He said you ask a nigga, you know, just a, a random question like, hey, you know, how many states are in the United States?' He, Man, I don't know that shit." <laughs> He's like, "They." He said, "They just take pride in not knowing," and I think that's just that's just you know what we. Well, that chick, the chick that was on the side, she, um, you know, there's a, some, there's some side yeah. seats in there, and she just looked at me and she goes, "This is just too smart for this room." Right. Yeah. Yeah. She, and, and she was the drunk bitch. And I and I and I looked at her and I felt and, and I said, "I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I gave you credit for being intelligent." And then that was the end of my set. I was done at that point. No one was going to laugh at me anymore at that moment. Yeah, dude. I and and you know, um, look, 
I'm all for black businesses and, and black people coming up and being successful. I think it's a wonderful thing. I'm black. Why would I not? Um, and before it went under, and I, I did a documentary called Funny Business with me and a thousand other comedians. And when it was about the comedy club at that time, the only black comedy club in Chicago, all jokes aside. And it was run, it was run like a business. And the guys that ran it, I mean, down to the, they did fingernail checks for the staff. They all had to wear uniforms. They paid you. It was on time. It was run like a fucking business. Like the improvs and the funny bones are run. That's another thing. You know, I'm tired of, I, I, I came up in rooms that was nigger rooms for the Chitlin circuit that was run like niggas. And, and, and you know, the show starts 40 minutes late. You know, you got the, the one of the, the, the chicks from the radio who gets up and she does what felt like 20 minutes of, hey, y'all, I'm not a comedian, but because I'm on the radio and I'm a personality, I'm going to act like a comedian. Everybody stand up. DJ, play some music that we all can lip sync to. And you cut the, the beat off and then we sing the chorus and you throw the music back on. Yay. Whose birthday is it's your birthday? Not understanding, this is not warming up the crowd because this is music. You're doing music. Music and comedy are two different beasts. You want to warm the crowd up? You want to rev them up for jokes? That's why you have an MC who does that. You know what I'm saying? And then the DJ got to take a 15 minute, I'm the DJ, watch my skills. <laughs> so between the DJ and the radio chick, the show done started 40 minutes late. Then, you know, you got the comics who, and this is why, again, I keep, I, I have a white guy go with me. Because when you got the MC and the feature, black, they're either going to do two kinds of material. Uh, racial or dick pussy jokes. So you got 10 minutes of dick pussy jokes from the feature. 20 minutes of dick pussy jokes from, uh, I mean, from the MC, 10, then 20 from the feature. And I do it too. But that's not all I do. So, but regardless, now you got me doing it too. So now you done heard some of the same shit. Not literally, but it's, you know, it's the subject matter. And I just go, you know, where's the variety, man? That's why comics like DL and Chappelle and Rock and Patrice. Yes, we all do black-white material because we're black living in America. So you have to address the elephant in the room. But the true genius is being able to do other shit. And, I, and so many of these black comics, yeah, broke, dick, pussy, bitch, weaves, you know. <sighs> and then when the show's over, you know, that's the first time I, the, 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 the manager's closing the liquor up. Yo, can I get a drink? Oh, yeah, no, we're going to lock that up. When the fuck do you not treat the, the headliner to anything he wants? Now, I know that sounds kind of prima donna-ish, but this is what all the comedy, all the white comedy clubs do. I don't give a fuck how empty the place is. It'd be three in the morning. You want a drink? I'm, I'm the reason why you selling these drinks. You know what I'm saying? And just uh, the way black people run shit is unfucking believable to me. It's just un the, 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 the security got guns. What you got guns for? <laughs> These niggas got guns on their hips. You know, it's 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 just 
I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just nigga shit, and I can't stand it. Now, I, and it's also a difference of East Coast, West Coast, and the South, and the Midwest. They're all different. It, it's, it's all different. All the Southern clubs. Okay. Uh, a comedy House in Columbia, South Carolina. Uptown here in Atlanta. Chuckles in Memphis. All guns. The black cl- comedy clubs up north, the Baltimore Comedy Factory, did you see guns? No. Okay. Uh, what's another one? Ain't that- oh, St. Louis, uh, Helium. Yeah. Did you see guns? No. Okay. You know, I, I just, it, it's, I don't, I don't know, man. So I think it's a South thing? Yeah. 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 It's not a black thing, though. It's a South thing. <laughs> but, okay, but, but that's adding to what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Amongst everything else. Uh, just the way, you know. I just, I just, I just, my main issue was just the intelligence level. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, I'm done with the South, man. You know, I might do. I, the only club I really like is Zanies in Nashville, but and but that's more. It's not really black. It's it's very mixed. Are you mostly black people, but very mixed? Are you including Texas in that because? Texas don't feel like the South no, to me. No, it though. doesn't. Like that Houston Improv, which was an all, it's all black. Right. That was a great. I mean, everything about that club. Is that really the South? Texas. Yeah. Yeah. The South. But Texas considers itself Texas. They don't even consider yeah, themselves yeah. part of America. Yeah. Sometimes. Right. Right. Texas is is its own country. Yeah. If you ask them. Yeah. But Texas don't feel to me like. It don't feel like the South. It feels more. When you think of South, you think of like Georgia, Alabama, Alabama yeah. uh, you know, Tennessee, Mississippi. Like you know what I mean? Where like really, you, you white people, niggas, niggas. like Tennessee, Mississippi. You want that that the South, <laughs> nigga? Where it's just you know, it smells like. So what about Florida? Do you think Florida is... is nah. Okay. I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, Florida is... If you've ever been to Miami, West Palm, Tampa, Orlando... But I heard the greatest the greatest thing that anybody ever said to me in Florida was, the further north you go in Florida, right. the further south you go, you went. Like, it's more southern. The, the north part of Florida is more southern. So do you think Arkansas is, is, is the south? I've never been to Arkansas. They don't have comedy clubs in Arkansas. Uh, they may, but not nothing big enough to, to, to. Yeah, yeah. That's that's weird when people don't when when places don't have. So I guess what you mean is culture, like that's yes. that's that southern that southern, that southern culture. You know, okay. like, you know. So uh, Texas, it don't feel like that to me. But there's parts of Texas. Listen, I've even been to Odessa and Beaumont didn't feel southern to me it just didn't i was in tatum texas and that's south yeah yeah mm. yeah I don't, I don't know man i i, I uh, and listen i'm a, that and i think part of it also is i'm a city boy in my heart i'm a i'm a city dude man. that's the difference you know what i mean like i just that's why it's like having come from new york the fast pace the rhythm and then living in la the laid back coolness of it all South to me just feels like, hey, man, like, boy. And I know I'm being over-the-top cartoonish with it, but it just it just feels like a slowness there. Well, every time I perform anywhere in the South, I get told something every time, at least once, by somebody. 
did I talk too fast? Because I talked like New York. Like See, and quick. I was going to say, here's what's, what's amazing to me. It's like uh, when the dude gave us the ride the other day from Chick-fil-A. And you told me you couldn't understand. He kept going, I'll cut your boy money on that, but I ain't about that there. Now, that's to another Southerner. They that's understood right. all that. I often wonder what I sound like to Southerners. Because I think I sound normal. How you supposed to sound? But maybe they hear it's fat. It comes out fast, and, 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 and in the South in general, and I'm not. I, I'm maybe like here. if I, I imagine that if I say to you, "Good morning, how are you?" Are they hearing what that nigga talk about? Good morning, how are you? <laughs> I mean, good morning, how are you? Like I, I thought that sound, the clarity on that, and the articulation on that was perfect. But maybe they, you know. Like, you know what's wild to me, dude, is when I um, hear and see Hugh Jackman and Tom Holland do interviews in their native tongue. And I, because we used to see, we, the only way we really see them is their characters. And they do that American accent, and you go, that's how they're supposed to sound. But then, you know, Hugh Jackman, Australia. And I'm going, that's fucking Wolverine? <laughs> or Tom Holland. You know, when I played Spider-Man, it was really great. All the action, it's really great. And I'm just like, yo, that sounds crazy. Because you're not supposed to sound like that. So maybe that's what I sound like to them. Like, like, you know. I think, I, I think there's a, it, it, they, were, they did this um, study on television, too. And I think this might have something to do with it. A lot of people don't want to watch, don't want to listen to TV. They want to watch TV. So they want to be able to watch it. Have a conversation, go back into it, and understand, not lose track of where the the show is going. And I I think that, I think that certain people, certain cultures, areas, places, they don't really listen a hundred percent to you. They're, they're having you said it yourself. They're having conversations at the table. You have to put up with noise at the table. They're yeah. having a conversation, then they get back into what you're saying. What, what do you say? And by that time, you've already moved on because, like I said again, we're quicker. We're, 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 we have more of that New York pace. That, right. that pace that, that joke could already be over by the time that they turn around to listen right. to it again. Well, and, and see, again, and that was, that was another thing. It's like, and I know black people, something about us, how like white people say they complain because we talk at the movies. You know? <laughs> uh, so I know that's a black thing, and, and that might not be a cultural where you at in the country thing. But it's like there were so many black people during our shows and there would and and you don't understand comedy etiquette we don't like when people we don't need you during the show to go uh-huh that's right that's what they do like we don't need the add-ons it's distracting and it throws the timing off and i always say like when you go back and you look at the episodes of good times you know every show back then had a laugh track but there would be moments where you could hear black people during those certain scenes, like James came up, something good happened, or he told off a white man. Just before the lab track, you hear a black person yell out, right on! <laughs> That's right! So, it's like, we're doing our show, and we love that you want to engage. We love that you're having a good time. But I'm talking, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can't, I'm trying to set up a bit, and while I'm setting it up, and I'm talking, you going... Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Show is preach. Oh. I had to get used to that as a white comic going into a black room. I didn't know there was additional appropriate responses besides laughter to a joke. 
for with black people. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes there's no even there's no even words. Sometimes it's just to stand up, throw your arms in the air, maybe spin around, sit back down. Do all of that. And that's yeah. do all of that. <laughs> Get up, do a backflip. Do all of that. Just be quiet with the backflip. I don't want to hear your feet hit the ground. Like it just you know. Ugh, yeah, I, I just it, this this was Friday night. Second show was death. It was literally death. But honestly, Saturday night was different, completely different. You know, if you comparing it to Friday, yeah, yeah, a little bit. For me, it, it was completely different. I felt like we. I don't want to speak for you, but I. It was the first time I felt like, oh my god, am I about to get booed? <laughs> and I think that I felt like the only reason why they didn't was because I had the Aerie Spears name working for me. But I had never, not since Madison Square Garden, when I actually got booed, had I felt that fucking like, oh my God. It was, woo. I've never had such a hard set as I did on Friday. Because I couldn't even get in a rhythm. Because where I'm used to taking a little break for laughter, there was absolutely no laughter. And some jokes just ruined. But on Saturday, like that was Saturday night, I got laughs consistently through the whole set. So I felt... Maybe what maybe what it wasn't my best set, but in this city it was my best set. Well, I've been counting down the days till <laughs> the shit is over, and tonight's the last fucking show. And I always feel like t- most times Sundays are hard, you know, because people come from church, they got work tomorrow, so they mood is kind of, and that's in general. But here, the good news is just one show, not like two. Friday to set. It's just one show, so we just gotta suck this up and get through this. Yeah, but this is this is a big big show for me because I'm I'm two wins, two losses, and a tie. So tonight wraps up my weekend, whether I'm winning or losing. I've lost no matter what happens, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not coming back to this motherfucker ever. I still like all the people that I've liked the people that I've met here. I know I know you're gonna give me that whole that white thing that you just said. To no, me. no, I, I just. And for those of you who have been listening to the podcast, Andy is the most kind-hearted human being I've ever met. Because y- y- you could spit in his face almost, and he'd be mad as fuck. And then two minutes later, go, it, it wasn't a loogie. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. No, I, I, just, just you. I don't like this motherfucker. I just, I don't like it, dude. And I won't be back. I, this, this, I can't take it. And it's not even about an ego thing. I, I, my material doesn't deserve what these motherfuckers give me. This isn't my favorite experience in comedy clubs. I'm just talking about the people that I've met around Atlanta. Right. And, I, and I've enjoyed those people. Yeah. Well, so long, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be back because uh, I, I have to follow Aries. So uh, I, I'm not going to be here. But I, re- I, I actually loved it. The women here. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, as far as the strip clubs go. This is this is this is uh even women that I seen out. It didn't just have to be at the strip club. I'm going to say this. This is going to be my. The, I usually make one racist statement every. Uh, and I guarantee you, it won't be that racist. Every city we've gone to, whether it's a black city, uh, or, or or predominantly white or predominantly black, this is the first city that I went to as a white dude. That when I looked around. Black women in this city were way hotter than any of the white women in the city. This was the this city. I was like, this is fuck. This is a this city has the fucking hottest women, and they're black, and that it, I haven't seen that. And it's my maybe it's my personal taste, but I'm going to tell you, this city, 
if you like black women, there's no better city that I've ever seen than this city right here. Did, now, did that sound racist at all or factual? <laughs> that sounded factual. That I didn't guess. have a hint of racism on it at all. Somebody out there is going to listen to me and go, "Why he that no? Hey, no, they ain't. My, no, they my, ain't. No, they ain't. No, they ain't. <laughs> it'd be it'd be different if you'd have been like, "Hey, these black women out here have the biggest lips of all the black women I've ever seen anywhere else." That might be a little risky. Yeah, I was waiting for the racism. But you gave a compliment, nigga. <laughs> that was a compliment. Dude, but it, I, I, well, maybe it is a compliment to this city, but the other cities where I went, nah, I'd stick with the white women. Now that is boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah see, there see, you go. That's the flip yeah, side. You, I told you, you can make anything you want racist if you want to. No, you pretty much did that on your own. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't had shit to do with that. Uh, uh, all right, we about to wrap up, but before we go, I want to hit this uh, this real quick. So Ronda Rousey um, recently was inducted into the Hall of Fame, UFC. Um, should she? Because and before you answer, here's what I say. True champions. True champions. You look at them all. Muhammad Ali, we could list a dozen of them. Uh, in any sport have all failed and have all taken L's. And the, the, the mark of a great champion is fortitude. How do you respond to those losses and those failures? She basically took two ass whoopings in a row and said, I'm quitting. I'm done. Where's the fortitude? We're going to go to our guest first. Right. I don't know. This is kind of hard for me to speak on because I don't really watch UFC like that. But, but just well, so. just let, let me just give you the cliff notes. Okay, you, you do know who Ronda Rousey yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Now she was the Michael Jordan of that sport for women. Prior to her L's, she had elevated the sport to a level that was ridiculous. She made people who didn't watch women's UFC watch women's UFC. And when she had that first fight with Holly, well, the, the fight with Holly Holmes, when she lost, we were in. Virginia Beach, and we went to this Irish pub right next to the club. It it was so packed. The guy, the bouncers was like, "We can't let y'all in till some people come out." And this place is never that packed. Finally, when we did get in, and we went to the bar area where they were watching, you would have thought you were watching the World Cup if you were in places where they care about the World Cup. Everybody, oh, you could hear every roar. It was I've never seen this kind of attention given to this sport so she was the shit so then she took the l which was oh my god then everybody just knew her comeback was gonna then she lost even worse and then from there she's basically stayed away from the sport started doing movies she joined wwf and she's been inducted and she's retired so again you took two l's and now you're quitting. Well, when you said the Michael Jordan of that sport. Right. I mean, so so let's put it into perspective. Let's say Michael Jordan was kicking ass for like, which he was. Mm -hmm. But let's say he would have won. Let's say he, he would did the first three, Pete, mm -hmm. and then came back and won another one and then lost those last two and then quit. Is that a good is that a good comparison? Um, Give me that one more time. So let's say Michael Jordan, because you said mm -hmm. she was the Michael Jordan of right. UFC. Let's say she, Michael Jordan did the first three, Pete, was kicking ass. Right. First three. So he already won three. Right. He won three. Right. Then he came back, and let's say he won one more. 
right? Mm-hmm. And then the next year in the finals, he got he got killed. Like he got swept in the finals. Mm-hmm. Then you know everybody's saying, "Well, damn, like, he got swept once, but you know he won't do that again next year." He goes to the finals again next year and chokes and gets swept again. Is that a good comparison? I thought you just wrote the LeBron story. <laughs> uh, you know, no, because Michael, first of all, before he won those championships, Mike's, Mike got his ass kicked. So he had already been through struggle and failure, then succeeded. And based on what you just said, succeeded multiple times. Mm-hmm. So then if he comes back, it's his ass kicking quick. No, because he's already been to the bottom, went to the top. And if he goes back to the bottom again, okay, but he's been to the top. But he, but he's, he's, he's taken the L's already. She never took an L. She came out the gate winning. Right. And from it was just nothing but wins. And then loses twice and goes, ah, I'm done. Michael already took his hits before he won. Okay. See what I'm saying? So there's that difference. I'm just simply saying, I, I feel like, damn, so you, you kicked all this ass, you elevated the sport, you were blazing hot, you took two L's, and rather than go, fuck that, like any other champion, I'm going to learn how to figure this out and get back on my game and reclaim my status. You took two bad L's and just went, ah, fuck this, I'm done. So I'm just saying, though. So do you think we should just ignore the wins that she had? No, you can't ignore the wins. I'm just saying, in order to be inducted and be put into the Hall of Fame, I would think you have to show, I, I think in sports, fortitude. That's an important word. That It shows your medal. You know what I'm saying? Ali, when he lost to Frazier, he came back and won the next two. You know, you know, and we can go on and on, especially in in boxing, but in any sport, motherfuckers that took L's, they come back fortitude. Dude, I I think I think it's the Hall of Fame. I understand what you're saying, but she brought attention to the sport. Yeah, she brought the sport up into another level, and if you can bring the sport up into another level, you can't ignore her place in the sport, regardless if after she took those two L's and walked away from it. The other thing is... When Zoe Williams sucker punched me and I took that L, I came back and I'm still talking shit. Yeah. Fortitude. Yeah, but he had never hit you. That's true, too. <laughs> he never touched That's true, you. too. <laughs> he, he looked yeah. like somebody trying to hit a fly that's flying around yeah. him and never touched it. Uh, I, had them, I had them Floyd Mayweather defense skills. But, uh... No, but she brought, and I think though, and I'm not defending Ronda Rousey, but at the time when she entered the UFC, and she was the top of the game, and she won her fights, and then when she did get her clock clean, Mm -hmm. I think, and then she fought another fight, I think she realized, and I think that she sat down with her team, and the team said, yeah, at the time when you came in here, this is where we were, but the level that that she helped bring to that sport. Because people were getting attention, they were getting paid. She brought people in who had better skills. Right. I think they looked at what the situation was, and they said, "The, the situation is you're not going. You're not going to compete at that level anymore because you brought you brought in a new level of talent to the sport, and you're." But it, but don't you think that was inevitable? Yeah, Without her, if, if, Ronda, no, no. if Ronda Rousey never existed. That level of talent was always going to be there. It was going to take more time because she brought the money to the sport to make people want to do 
the UFC instead of just boxing because there's always been female boxers, right. but they weren't making the money. She brought people over to that sport because because of her, she allowed that sport to make money and to make these new champions that are going to make right. money. So I, I give her credit for, for bringing that sport to another level. I would put her in, but I understand what you're saying, but I think she made that sport. Uh, she took it to the next level. She's part of... The, the history of that sport needs to be recognized in that. You see where uh, women in the WNBA are now complaining that they're not making as much money as the men. Nor should they. Nor should they. And, and, here's, and here's what I say to that. Listen, I'm all for women's equality. Um, but sometimes it's not sexism. It's business. Look, <laughs> ladies, if y'all want to make as much money as the men... Show us some killer crossovers. <laughs> Show us passes like magic. Show me some tomahawk dunks, some putback dunks, some fadeaways. Show me some personalities that are entertaining like Barkley, Rodman, uh, Lance Stevenson. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Like, like, like the women's game, how, how, how much do you think you're supposed to get paid? Or It's about putting asses in the seats. You think people want to pay money just to see layups, jump shots, and basic chest passes? I, I, think, it's, I think it's besides that. I think it's besides that. And I think this is where uh, women are off on what they think the total outcome should be equal today. Let's, let's back it up a little bit. Let's make the total outcome equal. How many years has the WNBA been alive? I don't know. Niggas not like not no shit. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever the bound of the years, right. uh, the NBA has been around a lot longer. Fifty years, right? right. Yeah. So you take your time for where you are in the history of your sport and put it in compare it to the NBA at that same time in the history of that sport and right. see if you're not making similar money. Because people who started off in basketball, they didn't make a lot of money playing right. basketball. You, some of those guys had uh, other jobs that they did right. in the offseason because you didn't make that kind of money. Right. And so they really are at the same level as, uh, as a player because uh, the sport itself, <coughs> that sport, I do think that women will eventually start Duncan Moore, the crossovers that you're talking about, but those women haven't come into the sport yet. They and haven't grown up on really it. Do we really want to see a woman go dunk with her arm cocked back like LeBron James making the face and then dunking and rah? Do we really want to see that? I, I, this is the part where I guess it gets a little sexist. Um, Look, man, uh, and I don't even believe that if the WNBA was around as long as men's basketball, I don't think it would ever catch on like men's basketball because why can't we just admit this? From a physical standpoint, men are just able to do things women cannot. And I'm, I'm just, as far as an, an aggression and, and, and jumping and dunking and the physicality of it. No, that's that's true. You know, and, and I just, it's, it's, I know women want to be in such a, a, a a rush or it's so important to them to prove that they can do everything that we can do and i just don't understand why they can't submit to you can't you just there's certain things we can't do that they do but we don't want to we never wanted we to. never wanted to so it's just like you know and i think it's changed there are some cuties in the WNBA. There are some cute, but for a long time, them was the ugliest bitches in <laughs> captivity. And and and, and I'm gonna tell you, I, I, where was I? Uh, ba, 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 ba. San Antonio, <laughs> dude. I was eating at the. Uh, was it? Was it? What was that bar we always go to? 
all uh, oh, uh, yard house. Yard house, yeah. And a, a, a shitload of WNBA players came in, and I recognized one of them was Brittany Griner. You know who that is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was just observing the, the behavior. It's very mannish. Them chicks' behavior, they swagger. The way they sit, they sit like dudes. <laughs> Their posture, the when they talk, a, a couple of them recognized me and said, hey, Aries Spears, what's up? So I go to dap them, and I shit you not. If I close my eyes, them bitches dap me up like you dap me up. I felt the strength in their wrists. And it's just, how you doing? You know, it's like WNBA. I, always, I think I said it before on the podcast. Most likely, if a woman calls you, bruh, she plays in the WNBA. What's up, bruh? You know, it, it just, no man wants to see that. I don't see that shit. Come on, man. Well, but, okay, so let, let, you, you have a daughter. Yeah. She wants to play basketball. Yeah. I'm in the stands cheering that bitch off. I'm telling her, dunk it, bruh. <laughs> but, but that's all but that's all all the women I, I i don't you know what this it gets very confusing to me too because i don't want to pay to see women's basketball right. i'm not going to pay to see women's right. basketball and i love women but this is where men and women are different if you told a man that he could have a 10 by 10 room with the bathroom be able to take you know be able to be clean and fuck women right and we didn't have to do anything else right and we could fuck hot women, like the women that we want. We're done. I think we're done. For the most part, I think men right. would go, yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. You guys mm-hmm. go do what you need to do. Right. I'll be in my room. Women have this other agenda that I don't, they don't want, it, it, where, where they have to prove, like you just said, they have to prove that they can do what we do. Right. And all we want is women. I think there's nothing sexier to me than a woman who just wants to be a woman. Woman. A woman, perfume, girly, clothes, high heels. She takes pride in being a bitch. <laughs> I like that. That's sexy. <laughs> goddamn it! I don't endorse that message right there. Well, goddamn it! I'll say it twice. Takes pride in being a bitch. I, I endorse it. And I work with him every week. No, oh man! man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. Goddamn it! Yo, but I, let me tell you something. My wife, and, and I know from my boy who who also, his baby mom's is uh, Hispanic. This is, and I've heard this. This is a, it's a cultural thing for Spanish women to really cater to their men. Poppy, what you need, Poppy. They love to cook, clean. My wife loves to, she's a bitch. She cooks, she cleans, she puts an apron on. It's 1950 in my house. If I say, baby, bring me a beer. Baby, cook me something. She moves her ass. How sexy is that apron, though? Especially when that's all she's wearing. It is so fucking hot. <laughs> yes. It is. I'm not lying. I love the fact that she takes a domesticated position. And she'll tell you, my job is to cook, clean, take care of my poppy. Oh, but there was there was. She's a dying breed. They don't make holes like this no more. <laughs> but because there was relevance to that job at one time, that was a job. That was your that was your place in the home. But for some reason, women aren't really. It's 
there was one time when you were it, it was it was horrible if you if you frowned upon a woman doing that job. Now it's yeah. almost like if a woman does that job, she's frowned upon for doing Absolutely. that job. Absolutely, I saw a girl tweet the other day. She goes, "Why I'm in bed with my man, and at two o'clock in the morning, he told me to get up. He told me he was hungry. Why I'm in the kitchen making him something to eat? And of course, here they come. Here they come. These bitter black bitches. <laughs> here they come. Why they have to be black? Because most of them are." Uh, but not all of them, but I'm, you know, but, uh, it was girl. What is he a toddler? He can't make himself something to eat again. You were the bitches on Christmas that drink eggnog by yourself. It's nothing wor- worse than warm eggnog alone. The bitch did what she was supposed to do. I, I night the at a girl. That's what you're supposed to do. If if your man is taking care of you the way that he's supposed to. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If your man sexually, and I, not just sexually, what you said, if he's doing all the shit he's supposed to do, but especially if he's realigning your guts, it's in your natural instinct to get up and make that man something. <laughs> it's, to, so do you broads out there that say that dumb shit, you're saying that because your guts haven't been realigned. And you, you spend Christmas alone, and you drink eggnog and comb your cat. You know, it's sad. Yeah, see, but, but the truth is, most women, they'll, they'll do that for a man that they really, they really love. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think most women that would disagree with something like that are women that have never had a man that they are willing to do that for. Because that's not really asking for much. I mean, if you wake up and, that, and tell your girl that you're hungry, right. she's going to want to do that for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I, like again. Why are we trying to get out of our natural positions? I, I, I saw another tweet yesterday where a dude said uh, something to the extent of "niggas is stupid" because y'all get a bunch of money and then go wife a bitch up when it's like you know that bitch wouldn't be with you if you were broke. And I went, "You niggas, what part of the game is this?" <laughs> First of all, what woman in her right mind wants a broke nigga? Now, I'm not saying get you a gold digger. Mm-hmm. She should earn her stripes. But poverty ain't sexy. <laughs> and, it's an, and, 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 and as men, naturally, we're providers. Right. We're supposed to provide. You're supposed to take your woman. Hey, baby, you get your hair and your nails done. Let me put something on that. Hey, I, I, not because it's your birthday. Not because it's a holiday. Not for a reason other than I wanted to. Here's some shoes. Here's some Christian Louis Vuittons. Babe, what you doing? Let's get up and go. Let me go get you. That's your job. So I don't want no bitch that wants a nigga that don't have shit. Because that says a lot about your health. You know what I mean? Bitch, come on, man. Come on, man. Y'all niggas, come on, man. The courtship is important. Yeah. Taking care of your woman is important. I I don't get it. I guess I'm old school in that thinking. And her, her taking care of you is important, too. Absolutely. Yeah. But but what defines, I guess women are trying to define what is taking care of him. I think, uh, I mean, I think nowadays they think that taking care of your man is is seen as them, you know, I, I don't want to say demeaning themselves, but I guess putting themselves, you know, below them in, in some way. So, like, they feel like, you know, if you, if you, like, if you just say on Twitter that, you know, I... I want a woman that knows how to cook and clean. You know, a lot of women nowadays will be like, well, do you know how to cook and clean? If you oh, know I hate to, that if response. You, if you know how to cook and clean, why do you need me to cook and clean? And it's like, 
Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> you just are useless. <laughs> That's like when Patrice goes, uh, you ever fuck a woman that has dignity all the time? You be trying to fuck her from the back and push her head down, and she gets into some civil rights shit <laughs> and turns and goes, you ain't going to subjugate me, enslave me. <laughs> like, come on, man. Ladies, when you submit, as barbaric as it sounds, when we, when you, uh, <laughs> I love a woman that sounds like a victim. When you submit, that, I beat my chest like King Kong, nigga. <laughs> that that that's, that make a nigga feel like a man. And yeah, and the thing about submission, I was actually talking about this on Twitter not too long ago. Is a lot of women don't realize that you know we expect them to submit because we submit so much to them. Like, right. And uh, the victim line is a joke. So relax, because I could already <laughs> feel you, uh, feminist broads, getting ready. To, you know, put your jo- put your jock straps on and come get me. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they didn't. I don't think they realize that. Uh, you know, us doing everything we do for them is a is really a form of submission if you really think right. about it. Because we know that in order for us to get this amazing and beautiful you, and if, if we want if you if we want you to treat us how we want you to treat us, then we got to do all this stuff right. for you. So, right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all just a form of submission. It's just a different. It's just you know, different forms of submission, pretty much. Um, one of my favorite lines. Uh, from Sopranos, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. There's an episode where Tony is talking to a broad who used to, who knew his dad, who used to sleep with one of the Kennedys. And she said the best shit ever. She goes, a woman's job when dating a powerful man is to make him feel powerful. Mm-hmm. So whatever his defines his power, if he's successful, that's power. If he's rich, that's power. You know, if he's whatever he is that's good, just being a man, that's power. Make him feel powerful. Like, I I think it's crazy that it seems like as we're getting further and further along in life, people are trying to redefine roles based on, you know, equality, equality. And we're not supposed to do this. And which is it's bullshit. But they're basing it on what they want. Like you said, equality. What about final outcome? Where do you want to be at the end of your life? Do you want to be with someone that you love and that you have respected and they have respected you? And at the end, when you're taking those last breaths, that you have someone there for you? Right. Or did you want to prove your point that, that there, isn't a, there isn't a pilot and a co-pilot? There's just two fucking pilots. Listen, again, I, I, and, and I, this is why I love comedy. And and because there are so many great comedians who say things where you go, you see, my man Brett Ernst, he would do this thing where he goes, listen, ladies, um, you're either going to walk beside me or behind me, but you're not going to lead me. Again, it's visual, but fellas, picture your woman hand in hand. You're either going to walk next to me or behind me while I'm holding your hand, but you're not going to lead me. I'm a man. But flip it now, though. What happens What happens if you're dating Oprah-esque kind of a woman? Bitch, I'm behind you with your bags. <laughs> <laughs> with the little dog, too, nigga. I'm, you walk, bitch. I'm behind you with the bags, nigga. That's Oprah. I'm, you, yeah, no, no. Sometimes you got to lose to win. <laughs> I, I, I'm not denying that. I'm just asking you, would you do the same if the woman came in? Would you make her feel powerful if she was... If she was it, Oprah? 
or a woman like Oprah that that had it going on like Oprah. I'd rather not think of it as Oprah. That's my only problem. I just don't want to imagine <laughs> that I'm with Oprah. I want to say instinctively, no. But have you seen Oprah's house? I, I think you do it for if if a woman came to me and she was powerful, she was in that position, and she needed a sandwich, and she fucked me good. <laughs> Fuck, I'm making a sandwich. Right. I'm, you butt naked in the kitchen like Ving Rhames and Baby Boy. Oh, man. That's, uh, yeah, and I mean, even dudes, though. Like, I, I, I read certain tweets by dudes on Twitter where, you know, a girl will ask, there'll be a picture of a girl in the most uh, scantily clad dress. I mean, there's nothing to the imagination. Fellas, would you let your woman go out like this? And guys go, yeah, man, I don't rule her. Nigga, what? Listen, man, again, I'm for women's equality. I respect and love women to death. I may say crude shit from time to time, but it's mostly in, in joking. But I'm a little, I got to, and, and I, I, listen, I, I told you a long time ago, once upon a time ago, my, my dad used to hit my mom, so I'm not about no kind of abuse. But I got a little, like, turn in me. Now, I'm not talking about hitting you. Smear a little cake on your face. A little rough. You know what I mean? I, I just, I just, I, I'm old school in a man should be a man and a woman should be a woman. And you, you're not going to, no, I don't control you. But God damn it, when you hear a tone in my voice, woman, all right now. That's all I'm saying. There's a tone. When you hear that tone in my voice, God damn it, get it together. Because I'm certain shit I'm just not going to put up with. I, I, I just you, You're not going to be my woman and then walk the streets looking like a hua. And, and I'm supposed to be okay with that because I can't control you? Shit. I guess it would depend on uh, what you mean by a man being a man and a woman being a woman. What do you mean by... I'm, I mean that... School of Patrice. Um, he goes, you know who the queen is? My question to you. Mm -hmm. Who is she? The woman that is with the king. She's the king's bitch. <laughs> the queen is the king's bitch. And in the kingdom, the king has first rule. He rules. He's law. The queen is respected. And everybody else Bow down to the queen, but the queen bows down to the king. Position. That's what I'm talking about. Position. Okay. Now, look, if you want to be that feminist, I'm every woman. You want to do all that shit? Fine. You just won't be with me because I got to have a broad that, you know, hey, baby. Like, I, I remember when I when I when I first met my wife and we was in the relationship it was new and it was hot. And you feeling all that shit you feel. Um. We were in Cleveland, and she was running late. And, and this is where I got to commend you real quick, dude, because not only from an intellectual standpoint are you sharp. Nigga, you were here early. Like I said 1 o'clock, you were here by 1243, and I'm a stickler for punctuality. I, I hate tardiness. And niggas, you know, we come from that. <laughs> right. So the fact that I'm like, damn, this nigga's smart, witty, quick, and I don't time. If I started a black business, this nigga would be the manager. 
He ain't gonna run my shit into the ground. Um, but uh, fuck, I, I kind of lost track of what I was gonna say. What was I talking about, real quick? What was I? What? Uh, I think it had something. Oh, to so do you, with were at, you were at you were you were Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah. I was in Cleveland, and uh, my girl's running late, and, I, and I'm like, yo, I have a thing where I like to be at the show a half hour before the show starts. That's my that's my routine. And she was running fucking late. I'm like, babe, come on, come on. So by the time she got ready, on the way out, we in the elevator, and I kind of, you know, gave it to her a little bit verbally. Nothing disrespectful, but I had that tone. And halfway through the night, I, I started to apologize for the way I came off. She was like, no, 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 you ain't got to apologize. I'm going to be honest with you. That kind of turns me on. My dick went, nigga, she's the one. <laughs> See, what I've learned about that is some women are not, like, naturally submissive like that, though. Some women are actually, like, alphas. Like, Yeah. Do you I, think that's a black thing? I don't know. No, you don't, Andy? It's hard to say that because I'm mostly around black women. You know what I mean? So, but don't black women seem feistier? Yeah, but I think I think most black women, and this is why you know I kind of gotta you know put my cape on for black women. Uh, I think most black women, if they have a good man to lead them, they are they'll, willing they'll to follow. Them. Absolutely, right? I thought you know I, that, I mean? that sounds right. Yeah, and right. you know, and and I think that's where you know a lot of black women they get a lot of flack because they meet men who who don't have the ability to lead, but they want you to treat them like a leader, and you can't do that. You can't treat somebody like a leader just because they feel like they should be a leader. That you heard that, so a king you know, isn't a king if he don't have his crown. Right, right. Goddamn, toast to all of us. Right, that so, was great. So I think that's what it comes down. You to. You know, uh, uh, Richard Pryor. I remember he was talking about. Uh, he go, you know, white woman. You tell a white woman, bitch, blah 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 blah. They submit, you know. Oh, it must be a black thing. Sorry, honey. Or or or, or no. He goes. He goes. You tell a white woman. I'm going out, baby. I'm getting dressed. I'm going out. White women go, okay, have a good time. Goodbye. You tell a black woman, baby, I'm going out. The bitch start dressing too. <laughs> Me too, nigga. Shit. You know, and just and just going into the, the women had that feistiness. Uh, I remember on on um, Mr. Mr. P, uh, Patrice's latest uh, comedy joint. Um, fuck. What what was the joke? He says this thing about uh, you hunt. What you know you can catch. He goes, it's hard to hunt a black woman because uh, a black woman is an aggressive creature. To get a white woman, all you need is nuts in your hand <laughs> and, and, and a few treats. But he goes, black women, you need a stick. And you got to be like you call you. You say uh, hello to a black woman. Hey, baby, how you doing? You look good today. Hello, you faggot ass. <laughs> like, what you mean, hello? I don't so think I don't, it's that bad. I don't think Comedic purposes, yeah. he's exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the gist is there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it just seems like black women are are, are not as sub- submissive. But you 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 said it right. If they got yeah. a good man, you, you said it right. And I think that's true. That, I think that holds true for for most women. I mean, because I've seen I've seen women who I never would have thought would have been you know the submissive type, quote unquote. And they get the right man, and it's like, right. dang, you just at his right. feet, right? Okay. Do you think it's? Do you think? Do you think you can get a woman to do that strictly off the physical, the sex, and you shit everywhere else? Nah, because I think I think is I think being the leader is more is more is more than just sex. I think it's you know. But don't but don't some women 
just based on yeah yeah oh well the nigga's dick game is so strong i, I think it depends just, on i think it depends on the woman oh uh, her strength right it, it, if she's an alpha it's gonna take more than dick to get her you know what i mean mm. so you gotta you know alpha is really a mindset you know what i mean if right. you, so if you fucking the girl the right way but you ain't teaching her nothing you know you ain't helping her save more money if you ain't right. helping her just be a, a better version of who she already is right. then i don't think she's willing, she's gonna be willing to follow you I, I think if you can own the mind, you can convince her that you're fucking her good. <laughs> well, um, that's almost pimpology. Yeah. You own a bitch's mind, you're out there having a solo body and you getting the money. Uh, but I feel like that almost. Yeah, no, you're right. I, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You get in here. And we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Pussy podcast. Yeah. Okay. Listen, before we, we wrap up, and I know we've gone long. This might even be a bonus podcast. No, man, we can't do another bonus podcast to people. They're going to get a long podcast on this one. Come on. Well, let's just touch this last topic. Um, But yeah, we can do it. We can do it. We can fit it in. Yeah. The the trans, the trans, there's a man who's entered, what was it? The Miss USA? Miss Miss Universe. Miss Miss Universe. Universe, Transgender competing for Miss Universe. Uh, Thoughts? Well, hold on. Let me let me ask a question first because I don't really know what goes into the waters get deep. <laughs> I don't really know what goes into uh So when they do these pageants, is there any like physical Well, somebody said in the tweet that uh there was a, a rule about no plastic surgery. You can't have had any No, no, that's not what I meant. So oh. when when they when they competing so I mean, obviously, have to lift weights or jump high, right? Yeah, like what did they have to? No, there's. Not. I mean, I know they got to sing. I know they, it's like a, a talent, talent or something like that. Like, right. what what all do they have to do? Like, I before? would think uh, making your dick disappear is a hell of a trick. I'm just, I'm just like, like, how do they decide who's going to be the winner? Before I really dive deep into what I think about it, here's why we don't know this because we're not homosexuals. We don't watch this. Okay. <laughs> I think there should be a new thing where uh, they have to stand up, look away from you, and bend over to see, make sure no one's tucking anything. Because <laughs> if you came with a wiener, you're not allowed to be in. Well, the, uh, they 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 showed on the clip. Uh, I hate doing this. Hammer uh, walking in a bikini. So, but so if there's no plastic surgery, there's plastic surgery if you get it removed. But I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. That's just what somebody said. Um. Oh boy. Um. It is Miss Universe. So there could be a whole in the universe. There could be a whole other planet. Let me ask you this. Let me no no. Let me ask you this. Let's say Hammer wins. Uh. Do women have a how would you feel about this is why this shit is such a landmine because we live in such a pussy ass politically correct society that you fighting to say what's honest and how you feel which you should not because we live in America where you have the freedom to do that but this is such raw territory because it's really not new but new Transgenders have been around since forever. But the kind of attention because of Bruce, this is coming to a different light. And I'm just like, 
if I'm a woman, which to me feels ridiculous to say. Well, switch it around. <laughs> Do it the other way. If you're a man and someone... A woman came into a man's competition? Yeah. And, okay. And one. I'm a man. Why, how is this? What, what's going on? What, what, what's going on? So would you be offended if she beat you? What, I'm looking for why I shouldn't be. Why shouldn't I be? What kind of competition is it? I, I think that's what that, that matters. But it shouldn't matter. If, it's, if this is a Mr. Universe, <laughs> the first word is Mr. I'm authentic. Like, if we're just creating shit that we can just implement and take over authentic shit, that's scary to me, man. That's scary to me. I, You know, this this almost walks the line of uh, Scarlett Johansson has been getting grief. Yeah. Because, you know, she, and white people have done this before where they play Asian roles. Roles that were meant for Asians. Mm-hmm. And Asian actors are upset, and rightly fucking so, because it would be so absurd to go this summer, or, you know, the story of all stories, Scarlett Johansson is Harriet Tubman. (laughs) Of course we would never see that happen. For what the black community would be outraged, and it's so ridiculous. It would just never happen. But because why is it okay for it not to happen for us, but it's okay for the Asians, or or happen in any field? You don't think that's ridiculous? What do you you think they should have found a transgender to play the part of the Scarlett Johansson's playing? She's playing a transgender, right? Right. Why not? Well, let me ask you this question, though. This is the other question. Well, why can't they have a, a Mr. Mrs. Universe? And it's all transgenders. No, that's crazy. I, I just, I just, this is a tradition. It, uh, the, the Miss Universe is a tradition. It's, it's a beauty pageant for women. Why are we, what? I don't get the point. I just don't get what it, it's what, one of those things is transgenders. They don't really like to be seen as transgender. They want to be seen as who they are. Right. Right. So, and I, I don't, I hope I said it the right way, but you know, they want to be seen as, who, as the outcome of life. right. Right. They want to like, so if you're a trans woman, they don't want to be seen as, well, you're a trans woman. They want to just be seen as, as a woman, just a woman. So I think, you know, having a, uh, a trans Miss, Miss Universe that would kind of defeat the purpose of you know who they think they are because they don't want to be seen. Who they as, know they are, right? Right. <laughs> I can't say right. So you see how you have yeah, to, yeah. how tricky this shit is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but let me say that there's some lazy transgender people that don't put in the effort to always look like they. Well, I, I think they that's feel. a money thing. It might be a money thing, but I saw a dude. Okay, I saw a chick. I saw a dude. I don't know. I've seen dudes that have your facial hair. Just right. Put That's a wig what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> not, not this. But this, this guy was getting his makeup done. It, and, and I want. But I don't listen. But I saw a, 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 what appeared to be a gentleman walk in <laughs> to Macy's, mm. 
and sat down at the makeup counter and got his makeup done to look like what he feels inside or what he feels he should be, which is a she, and got his makeup done, but he didn't shave before he went in. Like, he had stubble. And I'm going to say, I'll say this, I'll say that that seemed to me like laziness because even if he couldn't afford... Even if she couldn't afford to shave, did to to uh, have the whatever whatever makes you not have facial hair, right? Shave before you hit the makeup counter. Then mm-hmm. that's a little bit of laziness, I think, on the part of what you. If you want me to see you as a woman, then you need to do some women esque things. And I know there are women that have some facial hair, and they wax or they clean that stuff up before they get all their makeup done. So. That's a tough one for me to say. When I, when, that's why I'm saying there's some people that put, that put lazy fucking effort into it. Right. And I'm saying if you put effort into looking good like she did, that's a guy's attitude into being looking good. Cause women, to be lazy and fucked up looking. looking right. right. That's right. a guy's attitude. Because right. guys would come out and not have their tie right or you know, just right. be a little, you know, a little bit sh- – and, right. and it still looks – that's a guy look right. to be a little right. rough. Right, right. But women – get done they get done right and so that whole approach looked like a lazy man's you know you know it's a chromosome situation though and i'm not and i'm not even you're going to put another explosion there right there's an x and an x and an x and a y right man my I, my thing is this i i feel like you can't i feel like you can't ignore facts in the name of being politically correct that's how i feel and you know when it comes to stuff like this you know when it comes to the whole miss universe things i don't know if that would be like one of those things where i would necessarily be offended if if you know a trans woman entered a a woman's pageant as long as it wasn't like you know them having to fight for it or something like that you know like when it comes to like sports and stuff like that i don't like when when trans women you know compete with you know cis women well they i actually read something where a trans woman wanted to get into female boxing Mm -hmm. so it's like you got the strength of a man going up against a woman's strength and stuff stuff like that is when is what i have a problem but it's also at the age that you transition because if you transition before puberty then you can and, and you when get, you mean transition before puberty, you mean have to change. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you do that before puberty, your muscles and your bone structure doesn't go to male because you're already taking the hormones and things to prevent that from happening. So you, you're, but, but what, what's what's because you what's before puberty? What age is that? That's adolescent. So maybe like before twelve. Yeah, so so like wait, well, wait a minute now. This is an expensive procedure, right? What twelve-year-old is doing this? They're, what unless they're you parent? Don't, you don't have to do the whole procedure. You just have to take the hormones that will, will keep you from progressing into the male to your XY. But do you think chromosome. somebody at twelve even knows that yet? Dude, they must be doing it because this is what people are talking about. Because <sighs> if they, if we're talking about kids that are are, are saying that they are women. Like boys are saying, no, that they, they they want to put on dresses, they want to wear, and that's they're doing it as early. It's starting as early as when you're in the single digit numbers right now. Right. So, uh, if someone says, if a boy says uh, that he feels like a girl and he wants to wear dresses, and you don't let him do that now, you are 
you're you're acting uh, inappropriate towards. Uh, yeah, that was crazy when I first heard about that. It's a gender bias, is right? What it is right. Apparently, uh, this is this thing I read some article that said if you if a kid comes home and and says that you know they're the opposite sex to which they were born, and if you as a parent tell them that they are not that gender, that they can go to prison for that. The parents? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. We're it's a. What? Yeah. If you tell it, so yeah. If your son comes home and say, "I think I'm a girl," and you say, "No, you're not," I don't know. I don't know if the article is true. I don't know. How many, about, do you know how many ass whoopings as a child that would have saved <laughs> me from? Every time my parents got ready to whoop me when I fucked up, I want to put on a dress. My parents be in jail, nigga. I'm calling somebody on them. I don't know that you have to go to jail, but it's it's the same as abuse. It's mental abuse now. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So, listen, we don't live in a trans person's mind. I can never get my. I cannot wrap my head. Like I can't tell you what it's like to be black. I can't tell you what it's like to feel like a trans. And I'm going to admit that I can't tell you that. I can just say from the outside looking in, though. It's different to me when I see someone who's who I can't tell you what it's like to be black, but I can understand you're are black, but I can't even understand the, the trans idea at all. Like I can see you're black, I know you're black, yeah. I know that culturally we're we're different in in some ways because of the way whatever culture you grow up in, whatever right. city you grow up, whatever there's going to be some differences. But I can't see that. In, in, like like like, and, and let me again, let me just make sure I emphasize this. I'm all for everybody. Being happy, be who you are. No one has sh- should be subjugated to any kind of physical abuse. We're all God's children. Let's we treat it with dignity, respect. Have your all your rights. You know, I'm saying all of that. Uh, but just what you said, I, I, I just again, I, I, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast. But when when, when I did the All Star Weekend in Phoenix, uh, the Shaq's All Star Weekend, and I'm walking through Phoenix Airport. And I saw like a, a w- older white man, probably being his sixties, uh, denim button-down shirt, um, sleeves rolled up to the, on the forearms a little bit, jeans, uh, tight jeans on, but from the top hip bone down to the ankle, on both sides, the side of the thigh, outside of the thighs, was big diamond holes so you could see his thigh meat uh from the top of the hip bone down to the ankle look like stripper some stripper would wear mm-hmm. so and followed by black pumps and like everybody else in the airport you cannot help but look at this and you're almost frowned upon if you react any other way but you're supposed to just be yeah, yeah. <laughs> when instinctively you're going what what the, the fuck, fuck? <laughs> yeah and I, i'm just I, what you just said i just don't understand it i can't i can't even because i i can't i can't get I visual can't, grasp i can't wrap my mind to look at that and go that makes sense yeah okay and I don't understand why we're ridiculed 
for going against that natural instinct. I can understand if it was, oh, I'm offended. I'm going to go beat his ass. That would be fucking wrong and stupid. Or, hey, you should be denied, buddy. No. No, he shouldn't. But why? Just because I'm looking at that going, whoa. Does that make me an asshole? I don't think people care about, you know, I don't think people care about that. I think they just care about being politically correct. I think, right. I think that's what it's about, all about. Right. But, but okay, then let's let's put it this other way, though. Do you give a shit, though? It's not so much that I don't. It's not about giving a shit. I, I, mean, I don't, ultimately. It's his life. Right. Uh, I just think in fairness, if we're allowed to because if you're saying something positive and you're being nice people welcome that all day long well it's like a double standard i'm i'm so if if i i'm not trying to say that i want to say something negative but if if you're allowed to feel a positive way and project that I can't articulate what I'm trying to say and feel because I feel like whatever it is I'm going to say, even if people agree with it, it seems like we're in a climate where it's so wrong to say it. Are you saying that you feel like you should be entitled to feel however you want to feel? Yes, I like I I should be able to. You could make a frowny face. Yes, you don't you don't have to like what is supposed to be you you don't. Are you saying that you don't feel like you should be forced to? Uh, it, 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 it's, it's like, oh, Bill Burr said one time he was like, um, he saw two guys on the street kissing and they had like full on beards and his just natural instinct was to go. Oh! Now, I'm not saying you go directly in the dude's face while they're kissing and go. Oh! Damn, I just, I, you know, whatever you innately feel, I guess you're just supposed to suppress that, keep it moving. I think as long as you don't, you don't have to offend, you don't have to, you don't have to offend, you don't have to agree, but you don't have to deny anybody their rights. Everybody should get to do what they want to do. Well, okay, in, in perfect, perfect platform, stand-up comedy. If I'm on stage, that is my arena to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Now, that's not to say you're not going to get offended because people get offended almost by anything. But you can't, I think you can't sit there and go, oh, everything else is funny, but when it's on me, now it ain't funny. And I've had so many gay people where I'll talk about anything and everything and offend everyone. Like, niggas, I talk, call my own black people niggas. I call women bitches. I've talked about retarded people, handicapped people, midgets. And they're laughing at all of that. Now, when I get to the gay thing, <laughs> now it's a problem. Like, come on, man! You can't just like it when it's good. You know, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna take if you're gonna laugh at this person or that person, then be able to be laughed at laughed at too. You know what I'm saying? Just be able to be laughed at too. We we should all be that open. We should be, but we're not. <laughs> because everybody has feelings and everybody needs band-aids. All right. Uh that, that's a great place to leave it, isn't it? 
You you comfortable? You feeling all right with everything that just happened? Yeah, I, I, feel, I, I, I feel nervous for him because he has a nice little area that he works, and in. and he still has it. Yeah, and, and but, he still has but, it. but this is a new this is a new uh, a new outlet, and I just want to make sure he's comfortable where we dropped him off at. Yeah, listen, um, I'm sorry, forget young Kalen, 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 Kalen. Listen, no Kylens were hurt in the making of this podcast. <laughs> I just want to make sure uh, if, he, if he needs to put out a disclaimer on anything that he wants to listen, address we, before we, we end. We kidnapped this nigga and, and <laughs> locked him up in here and said, you're going to do this. Uh, yeah, it, it, it be what it be. Um, thank you, man, for, for doing the podcast. No, man, thanks for having me. Uh, and give out your Twitter information. Yeah, follow me at all hell to the naw. That's A-W-W-H-E-L-L-T-O-T-H-E-N-A-W. I know it's a mouthful. Any, but, any yeah. Uh, uh, Instagram? Uh, yeah, I, I got an Instagram, but I don't really use it. It's Kylan Mother Effin Morris. So K-Y-L-A-N-M-U-T-H-A. F N M O R I S. Right, man. Because we we customarily give out all the social media and all your information and social security number. Okay, uh, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven. <laughs> uh, as always, Aries Spears on Twitter, Aries Spears official on Instagram, Pandora, Aries Spears. That's free. YouTube, Aries Spears. Hit the subscribe button. Um, Spearsburg dot com. Yep. Aries dot com. For road dates, information, and all that good shit. AndyComedy.com. All my social media is at the top. You can link it anywhere, but I like Instagram the best. Uh, please uh, subscribe, like this, rate our podcast so we can grow this podcast. And tell somebody because we need we need more people. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, and also uh, continue to send Andy the emails because we love some of your responses and. Uh, I know we say we're going to do it, and we, we I think sometimes we just get forgetful, but we'd love to read some of your emails on the podcast. Um, and I, is it cool to say where we are next week? Because I'm forgetting where we are in terms of scheduling. Uh, we should get back on track. Well, I, no, because we don't um, – no, because we're in Philly. Right. But you're going to hear this uh, after we've been in Philly. Right, and there might be some scheduling changes coming up, so we can't. We don't. Yeah, really okay. So yeah, we, we'll we'll figure out how to get the train back on the track. Uh, but but either but Aries website, AriesSpears dot com. We'll have the, all the updates of the new uh, of, of the tour dates. Yeah, uh, and so Atlanta. Thank you, but uh, Papa's gone. <laughs> I liked you guys. I liked you guys, but I, my experience at this club was rough. Ass, nigga. Ass. We out.